0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington, and I'm Bill Knight. Hope
1: everything's going well for you today,
0: sir. Likewise, my friend. Uh, the holiday weekend is rapidly approaching. Are you ready for uh, Thanksgiving? Have you have you got your bird? <laughs> yeah, I got a bird for you. No, actually, I'm doing ham. We're doing ham. Oh uh, it's
1: just me and my son. Uh, I love turkey, but he hates turkey. So, but he loves ham. So I, you know, I, I got the uh, the honey baked ham.
0: To me, turkey is one of these things where if it's not cooked right, I don't like it. I mean, when I when I say not cooked right, I like juicy turkey. So yeah. my wife and my daughter know how to make a real juicy turkey, but sometimes you go to a place, you get dry turkey, and it's like it's like eating paper, you know, or cardboard. Yeah, it's just a-
1: I, I know what you're talking about, and I know what they do, because I like a juicy turkey, too, and I know how to do that, and I take the juice. Mm-hmm. From the bird, and I make my gravy with it. So,
0: yeah, Ooh. I love
1: doing that. Um,
0: I'm salivating I'm already. For- I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for a good Thanksgiving dinner. Though I, yeah. I don't know about you. I mean, yeah, I am. And you're going to make it yourself, Bill, huh? You're going to make. The I always thing?
1: do every year. I do. I, I always. You uh, know, you sound
0: like dinner. A pretty good chef. I we've talked off the air, and it always amazes me when you meet a guy and he ends up. But then again, they say a lot. Some of the greatest chefs in the world. World of guys, so I shouldn't be surprised. Well, you know
1: what? I, 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 I grew up ne- single. You know? Necessity. Radio, you move around. Yeah. And, you know, if you like to eat, <laughs> uh, you better learn to cook. And, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't go to, you know, cooking school. It's, right. you know, kind of like read recipes, trial and error, and uh, you come up with uh, stuff that you like. A lot well, of times, a lot of people like it, too. You know, it's amazing how that works.
0: You know, I have a feeling we talked about this too off the year that, uh, something's happening in the background politically that we don't know about and it wouldn't surprise me if something breaks over the holiday weekend i don't even know what it is bill i just i just got that that itch you know that uh, there's more than meets the eye going on what do you think well
1: you know yeah i would say that the uh, you know there's a lot of party poopers in dc and they're gonna—they're out to spoil it for everybody and a certain person. <laughs> yes. So you know, look—I wouldn't put it past them to say, "Yeah, happy Thanksgiving." Here's the indictment that we've all been talking yes. about. Yes. Yes. Stick um, this in your bird. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here's yeah. a bird for you. Yeah. You know, stuff this. You know, I—they're—it's—it's it's a crazy world we live oh, in. Oh, it is. It really is.
0: I've never seen our country so politically divided but it's more than that it's not just being politically divided it it's, it's there's a whole philosophy it, in the past when i was a kid there were republicans and democrats you know there was the eisenhower was a republican and kennedy was a democrat but they had more in common than they they had that wasn't in common if you know what i mean at the time mm-hmm. i was a kid they were americans first and then their politics was second nowadays it's totally different it's politics right. for first, and being an American is second. They look at Donald Trump, for example. They don't see an American; they see uh, interference, meaning somebody who's in the way of them achieving whatever the, their goals are. You know, and that's why they're at him like you would not believe. Interesting story. I'm going to uh, I'm going to play a cut uh, first, and then we're going to do a follow up. This is Scott Pelley uh, a few days ago talking with. With President Biden, listen.
2: President, you have just averted a nationwide railroad strike that would have been crippling to the economy. How did you do that? And what were those last hours like in the negotiations?
3: Well, look, we brought business and labor together. One of the things that happens in negotiations, particularly if they've been elongated like these have, is... People say and do things where they, their pride gets engaged as well. And it's awful hard to back off of some of these things. So what we did was just say, look, let's take a look. Let's take a look at what's happening. You have a good deal being made for labor. Their, their income is going to go up 24% over the next five years. They've worked out the, the health care piece. they worked out days off. They both sat down, in my view, and they were in the office today saying, well, we finally figured out. This is fair on both sides and took that time to focus and and the alternative was just not thinkable. What do you mean? If in fact they'd gone on strike, the supply chains in this country would have come to a screeching halt. We would have seen a real economic crisis.
0: Biden called it a win for tens of thousands of rail workers and for their dignity and the dignity of their work. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh helped negotiate a 24% pay increase over a period of five years to union workers. The Biden regime also helped negotiate better working conditions and caps on what they have to pay out of pocket for health care. And those negotiations... Uh, they fell apart yesterday. Yesterday. So mm-hmm. when he when he said it's unthinkable, oh what would the alternative would have been, right? Well, the unthinkable is closer than you can think.
1: It's knocking at the door. Are you gonna answer it, Joe?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's um he's talking about all the things and you know, you listen to Scott Pelly and you know, you can almost see the kiss marks on the president's gluteus maximus. I mean, he's just, oh, Mr. Well, President, how do you possibly negotiate a, a treaty like this? You know, anybody can negotiate a bad treaty or, you know, a bad deal. I mean, the, the trick is to negotiate a deal that people accept on both sides. Right. Well, he's not doing that. No. And Bill, what happens at Christmas time? If our tra- a train system shuts down, I mean I would imagine that the effect would be almost instantaneous yeah, I, I would think would. I would think that food, lots of our food is shipped by rail. I know that we have uh, a lot of things like coal and fuel shipped by rail. Right. Uh, I don't know how uh, how we're gonna stand up as a, as a country if this isn't rectified. On Monday, Carrie Lake, uh, I think she released uh, uh, another video. Thought this was interesting too.
4: Hi, uh, this is Carrie Lake, and I have a message to the people of Arizona and all Americans. 40 days ago, elections in Arizona officially started when mail in ballots were sent out across our state. Election day was 13 days ago, and Maricopa County is still counting ballots. Printer problems, tabulation errors, three hour long lines, and even longer. And confusing instructions given by election officials made this election day the most chaotic in Arizona's history. Half of voting centers that opened for the first time on election day, where the overwhelming majority of voters were voting for Kerry Lake, were not operational or had significant failures. Would you get on an airplane if half of the engines didn't work? Would our friends in the media be able to broadcast their nightly propaganda if only half of their studio equipment was working? The 2022 general election in Arizona was botched and broken beyond repair. Thankfully, the Attorney General's office is demanding answers from Maricopa County. Attorney General Mark Brnovich is taking the first steps necessary to remedy this assault on our democracy. This isn't about Republicans or Democrats. This is about our sacred right to vote, a right that many voters were sadly deprived of on November 8th. Tens of thousands of you have reached out, pleading with me to fight this fight. Rest assured, I will, because if we give up now, we will no longer have a country. Attorneys are working diligently to gather information. Whistleblowers are coming forward and the curtain is being lifted. Whether done accidentally or intentionally, it is clear that this election was a debacle that destroyed any trust in our elections. Arizonans who choose to make their voice heard on election day should not be disenfranchised or punished for choosing to vote in person. Yet they were. I want you to know Arizona, I will continue fighting until we restore confidence and faith in our elections,
0: does anybody think that the Arizona elections were fair? Well, I sure as hell don't. No, I I just cannot imagine anybody who is honest and paying attention can look at that election and say, "Well, that was a perfectly fair election." I mean, Katie Hobbs was in charge of the elections. <laughs> she was a candidate for governor. She's in charge of the elections. Hello. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah, you
1: got the wolf guarding the hen house, you know.
0: Mm. This is interesting. That's kind of crazy. Um, at least 3 Arizona counties have delayed certification of the uh, 2022 midterm elections. They list four, uh, Gila, Cochise, Mojave, and Yavapi, uh, but uh, they're not sure they get they're getting mixed uh, reports on Gila, so uh, they they list it, but then again, Gila may be uh, certifying it, so we're not they're not sure on that one. But still, three there's there's only 15 counties in Arizona. Yeah. By the way, is that Gila
1: G I L A
0: G I L A? Yeah, it
1: That's could be Hila. Gila. No,
0: it's Gila. Gila.
1: Yeah, it's Gila. I uh, I have a client station there, and I mm-hmm. I've. I once I once did that. I said, "Well, yeah, the Gila Mountain, blah blah blah." And they said, uh, "Excuse me, that's Gila. Yeah, it's kind of. I guess it's an Indian thing." Okay. Well, I'm, no, I'm I stand no, 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 corrected. Cr- no, no, I'm, I'm not stand trying corrected. to correct it. I was like going. Uh, I pointed out because anybody looking at well, a map would go, oh, Gila." It's like it's it.
0: like uh, San Joaquin.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> Such a fun word. Yeah. He, Bill is from Chihuacan. the Sa- He's from the San Joaquin Valley. And uh, he was working in an area that had a town. Yeah. Was it a town called? Uh,
1: no, it was a street. Okay, uh, it was San Joaquin Avenue. So I was like, well, on San Joaquin Avenue," and a, a school teacher yes. called in to complain that the idiot on the air didn't know how to pronounce, <laughs> you know, a proper name. And I'm like, "Going, what name did I screw up?" They said San Joaquin, and I'm like, "Going, huh? <laughs> Hey, okay. listen,
0: right in my career, I've worked in a number of places." In Pittsburgh, for example, when I first came here, uh, I was Mm -hmm. filling in on a talk show on a a station, covered the whole area, you know, so, and I talked about uh, Versailles. En français, s'il vous plaît. I was using my Mm -hmm. finest French accent, Versailles. Versailles. It's called Versailles in the greater Pittsburgh area, yeah. Also, uh, what was the other one? There's another, uh, I pronounced it Dubois. Dubois. Uh, the The person was from Dubois, Pennsylvania. No, it's Du Bois. (laughs) It's Du Bois, Pennsylvania. Uh, So you live and learn.
1: There's little regionalisms all over the country. I'm
0: sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, when I went from Louisville Uh to uh, North Carolina, uh, there was K-E-R-R, Kerr. Right. And there was Kerr-Rug. Yeah. But when I went down to North Carolina, oh, no, no, no. It's the Carr family. Oh, sure. C A R. Yeah, I, oh I have,
0: I've had there's a guy up in uh, New York, uh, a disc jockey K E R R, and it's it's uh, I think he pronounces it I think he pronounces it Kerr. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it is strange. And when I was in Hartford T O L L A N D, I thought it was Tolland. It's Tolland. Uh, B E R L I N, right? B E R L I N in Connecticut isn't pronounced Berlin. It's Berlin. So they all had their little, like you say, nuances, and it's yeah, always little, little it's, caveats. It's always fun when you go to a new area when you're in broadcasting, and and people know when you're not from there when they're listening to you, and you do just what we did—you mispronounce all the towns, you know. Somebody gives you a piece of copy, and they go, "This
1: guy's going to screw this up because he <laughs> doesn't know it." And I'm sitting there going, and you know, you're reading something, yep. and, you, and you look through the plate glass window. And you see somebody snickering, I'm going. I've been set up. What, one, what word was it? <laughs>
0: I know. Well, it's it's one of the the booby traps in our business, folks. Other the interesting thing we were talking about Trump. They can't find enough new stuff on Trump to go after him. So um, the Manhattan District Attorney's office is reviving its criminal investigation into Trump's hush payments to porn star. Stephanie Clifford, otherwise known as Stormy Daniels, (laughs) you know. Well, that's old news. Well, let me ask you: Isn't there? I mean, there should be, and I think there are laws against using the law as a weapon. I think it's one thing to to pursue legitimate crimes, but when they've already been adjudicated and and they've already been there've been acquittals, to go back to those same crimes or same allegations and try to make them work again for you, that sounds mm-hmm. to me like they're trying to use it as a, a weapon. There should be something. Somebody should go after this Manhattan DA, I mean legally. Somebody should go after this Manhattan DA with some kind of charge for trying to, uh, tr- you know, <laughs> to pardon the expression, Trump up a uh, a charge against the former president, don't you think? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I mean, th- they use everything. And this is recycled old news that was asked and answered. But no, let's bring it back again, because they might have missed it the first time around. Let's see if we can get them the second time around
0: with it. It's so crazy. now they're trying to bring up charges. I mean, everything right now is Trump. Have you notice, folks? everything is mm-hmm. Everything is Trump. Mind you, this man is not a politician right now. He's a presidential candidate right now, but he's not in office anywhere. He's a private citizen. He's been out of office for two years, but they're still on him like a fly on horse manure, you know? And just listen to the different stories. Uh, so-and-so is doing this. What does Trump think about that? How do you think this will affect the Trump uh, candidacy? I mean, everything is with Trump in mind because they don't want him to be president again. They're talking about these alternatives to uh, to Trump's presidency. They talked about Ted Cruz uh, last night. They talked about, um, who else? Uh, there they were four people. Nikki Haley was somebody who they talked about as being a possible presidential candidate. And there were two others that I can't remember remember right now. But then again, over the weekend, Asa Hutchinson. Now, you're saying, say what? Asa Hutchinson. Yeah, well, he was a governor, I think, in Arkansas maybe he was governor in, uh, no, I think it was Arkansas. He is now, I guess he had this this term limit, so he did his two terms or whatever as governor. And now they're talking about him running for the presidency and he's not ruling it out, listen. I
4: I wonder what does a successful Republican candidate in 2024 look like to you?
5: Uh, Well, a successful candidate is uh, someone who addresses the problems that faces America. As you mentioned, I was in Iowa yesterday, and people are concerned about the rising costs, the excessive uh, government spending, and uh, they want uh, their lives back, their freedoms back. And that's the Republican message. And this last uh, midterm election was not a rejection of our ideas, it was a rejection of specific candidates that was not focused on the problems uh, of Americans. And so that's the candidates, those are the ones that can win. I agree with the vice president, Uh, there's going to be a number of alternatives Uh, in 2024 to uh, uh, the former president's announcement. Uh, Are you you
4: potentially one of those alternatives?
5: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking at it, looking at it very seriously. Uh, After the midterm elections, it's more intense and it's accelerated review. And after going to Iowa, uh, I'm encouraged that uh, a governor who's actually solved problems, who has a conservative, common sense approach, Uh, can uh, draw support and uh, can be a good alternative. So I'm encouraged by it, probably looking at uh, January for a decision point.
4: January is a decision point. There are a number of you though who are considering getting in in this race. We've been talking about it all week. Are you worried that a crowded Republican primary field might benefit Trump like it did in 2016 though?
5: I think this is different than 2016. Uh, And if you look at 2016, uh, the crowded field uh, was a disadvantage. It allowed Trump to pick one uh, after the other and and knock them out. Uh, People understand who Donald Trump is today and his style. And I don't think there's going to be anything new uh, in his uh, approach. And so you got to be tough. You got to be resilient and you got to stick with it the long term. But I don't believe uh, it will be the same as 2016. Mm. He's a known quantity now. Uh, We know the chaos that comes with uh, him. And that's really uh, not the kind of leadership that's good for America and and really uh, the future of our party.
0: Gag me with a Pitchfork, you've got, you've got to be kidding! You know, well, that's a gag right there with well, a pitchfork. One of the things you have to, um, what I what I realize when I hear guys like Asa Hutchinson mm-hmm. is that they must have incredible egos. I mean, I thought that in broadcasting I had met the biggest egos out there, but and they're nah. big. Some of them are big. But I think politicians have bigger egos than we do in broadcasting. I really do. Oh, I think so, too. So I cannot imagine Asa Hutchinson ever being considered for the presidency. I mean, he's going to be one of these guys. He's nice enough. uh, He appears to be nice enough. You know, when you hear him talk, he has a nice accent, and he talks kind of like a reasonable guy, and you know what you're going to get with Asa Hutchinson. And, mm. uh, you know, you've seen Donald Trump now, and you know we're going to get with him. <laughs> yes, you know, he you're going to get. sounds like a Dick Cheney, you know? He seemed like oh, a nice fellow. Oh, that's know? a terrific observation, my dear friend. Yes. Yeah. He, he does have that Cheneyism. You know, Cheney was nice and mild. And, oh, of course. And, and mellow, and he, he appeared so level-headed. No, there are... There are uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and we have to send all of our men in there to tear that country apart and to blow it to smithereens, and, of course, to take some collateral damage with our troops. Uh, He's a nice
1: guy. But, you know, you you need a guy like that to sell a terrible plan like that. (laughs) Yes,
0: it's true. You know, uh, uh, also, Bill Barr, you know, this is the guy that— Yeah, this guy, another guy that— he keeps raising his nasty uh, head and uh, making comments that are just unbelievable. Talking He's, about the indictment. all this coming. He said that Trump will burn down the GOP. Trump really? will burn down. And I think that inside the Beltway Bill in Washington, the rhinos, the uh, the swamp creatures honestly believe that their idea of politics is what Americans want. When you listen, for example, to Paul Ryan talk about, mm-hmm. about uh, uh, what did he say? He said uh, that he thinks that Americans want the more common sense approach to the Republican Party. He believed that Trump's was too radical and out of uh, touch. Why does it matter what Paul Ryan thinks? Why doesn't it matter what we think? It's We've because told you what we think. It's because he's young enough and ambitious enough and now wealthy enough. He's, they say he's, and I don't know how he earned this money, Bill, but supposedly he's now a half a billionaire since he resigned from uh, politics a couple, two, or three, two or three years ago. So
1: he didn't write any books nope. that I know of. No. He hasn't been in any movies, didn't inherit, inherit the money. Well, in a way, he did inherit the money.
0: A lot of these guys go on the board of directors of corporations. I can mm-hmm. I can tell you in sure fact, might. I have a family member who was in Bush's uh, administration. He was the EPA director, and mm-hmm. uh, he was, he's my cousin. And uh, when he got out of politics, and because he was a cabinet-level member— He was on all sorts of boards and he made a, you know, I didn't realize how, how well paid these guys are for just sitting on the board of directors. They sit in a, in a conference room. I think they meet a couple of times a month or once a month and they talk about where the corporation is going and what it should be doing. They make some suggestions and somebody keeps sending him a check. It's like, holy smokes. But hey... That's, that's like guys sitting around at a cigar club, smoking
1: cigars and drinking cognac. And then all of a sudden, they pontificate and solve the problems of the world, but nobody sends them a check.
0: The only, it's the, the, only, only difference. Is, the only thing is, these guys are getting a big check for doing that. Yeah. Huge check. I think that, for one thing, I got into the wrong business. <laughs> I think I, yeah. uh, my cousin was always smarter than me. Bill Barr, you got to ask yourself, what does he get by trashing... President Trump, who only gave him an opportunity. I mean, Bill Barr was, uh, he was on the bench. He had been an attorney general before. He was sidelined. He was not in the mainstream. Nobody was talking about Bill Barr before President Trump turned around and said, I'll make Bill Barr my attorney general again. And all of a sudden, he was in the center of all the activity. All the attention was on him. He was suddenly Hmm. relevant again and you have to ask yourself now why is he attacking the guy who gave him a shot you know they do that a lot in dc don't you think
1: these yeah, people but I, you know i've seen it before in uh, in personal life you see it all the time people are just evil they're bad can't trust anybody especially <laughs> in politics
0: yeah you say that like can't trust anybody. It sounds like well,
1: true. Uh, true. You know it I, it's that's true. That's true.
0: It is. It's true.
1: That's. You ever been stabbed in the back? You you. You'll oh get come it, my on! Leg. Oh geez. In,
0: in our business, in our oh, business, yeah. have you ever been stabbed in the back? Holy! But then again, it happens in a lot of a lot of other businesses too. Yeah, it does. So you have to uh, you have to wonder where this is all going. Why is there a concerted full court press? on trying to minimize and destroy Trump before he's, he's ever done anything. He hasn't really done it n- unless there's something happening in the background that they know about or they sense that we as a general public aren't privy to. I think there are mm. a lot of things. Don't you think there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we haven't got a clue about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's why I think this is going to be an interesting weekend. Now, if it's an interesting weekend, you can think of me as being a a soothsayer. You can think of me as being a prophet for somebody who could sense. A political th- soothsayer. And, Jim if nothing, and, if, and if nothing happens over the weekend, just forget I ever said it, okay? <laughs>
1: right. Well, you know what? I actually believe that if there's something going to happen, it's going to drop on Wednesday or Friday. Those are the two days. And wouldn't Black Friday be the appropriate time to do it? Oh and, wow! Know, that means they went they went into overtime to uh, lay out their dirty tricks.
0: You know, I forgot and all about Black Friday. That's very good, Bill. You know, Bill's mm-hmm. not feeling. Uh, he's got. He's a bit under the weather today. Well, we don't mind me talking a little behind the behind ah, the camera. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually like to spill. I you know, know but I like to. I like to be a spoiler like that. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, you, you look fine, thank God. And you, I hope that every he's going to go to the doctors when we're done today. So I want yeah, everybody. Yeah, no, to, I think
1: it's a pinched nerve, but I had some numbness in the arm, and I'm going. Eh, you know what? Let's call the doctor. And but I want to go to my primary care care guy that I trust. You know, all the little tests that you can test about things seem to be okay.
0: But I you believe never in the power tests, of yeah. prayer. I really do believe in the power of prayer. That being said. I'm asking all of our audience, the thousands of people who listen to this podcast right now to take a little moment and say a little prayer for my friend, Bill. Okay. Bill Knight, because he's not feeling a hundred percent.
1: Do you remember the Burt Reynolds movie where I guess he had leukemia or thought he had leukemia and he's walking out in the ocean, I guess, to end it all. And, you know, all of a sudden he finds out that he's going to be okay and he's coming back. God, if you let me get to the shore, I promise. And he makes <laughs> yeah, all these promises. I do remember that, yes. promises. And promises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and promises. Oh. Anytime, you know, you yeah. get a twitch. <laughs> yes. And you're going, oh, Please, this God. And then And then yes. you go, you go, Alexa, oh, what does it mean when this happens? Oh, well, according to the Mayo <laughs> Clinic. You know, and I'm sitting there going, what the? He, uh, uh, come uh, on. <laughs> come on. And then all of a sudden. God, I'll tell you what you know. I'm going to reassert my, you know, and you're making all these promises. I didn't take any back, but you know, you gotta going, you gotta.
0: God has to be what an amazing being God is. Uh, besides putting us all together here, uh, to be able to, He must hear this all the time from every, from millions of people. Uh, uh, God, I, I didn't well, mean that. I didn't mean that. I, I promise I'll do this, it, and I promise I'll do that.
1: <laughs> here's the question for a, a clergyman. Does God sometimes, you know, sit around with the angels up upstairs and go,
0: <laughs> "That guy's an idiot." I'm <laughs> yeah. well, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, sure I'll answer your prayers, but come on, <laughs> come I, on I, Bill, I, 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 get real. <laughs> it it would not, uh, Jim. Come it, on. I think God is too nice that to, he wouldn't call us idiots. Oh yeah, no, no. I, well, I'm who fine, knows? But you know. <laughs>
1: It's called preventive maintenance, um, and that's all it is.
0: Hey, uh, do you see the AP reporter who said that the missiles that were fired on Poland were from Russia? He reported Mm -hmm. it. He was right out of the box. He said, our source, our intelligence source uh, in Washington says it was Russia that fired those missiles. And then like Mm -hmm. two hours later, after the world was on the brink, oops, it wasn't Russia. It was wasn't him. It was Bad the call. Ukraine. He got fired yesterday. He was so sit-packing. Well, you know, I mean, AP has a rule: if you use two, uh, if you have an unnamed source, you have to have two people, two unnamed people, verifying it. There has to be some proof that there's some legitimacy to that uh, report. And that apparently, this guy just went with that one source. He broke a cardinal rule at the Associated Press. Well, let
1: me ask you, though.
0: You know, how many stories have you heard where they
1: really didn't fact check or verify it, but it goes out there as fact, and then you're sitting there going, what the hell is going on? You know, he's getting fired for what seems to be standard protocol now in the news media. Hey, sounds good. It suits our agenda. Go
0: with it. It's hard to figure out what's really going on with mainstream media anyway. I mean, AP is part of the mainstream media. CBS, by the way, Last Friday, they said we're done with uh, with Twitter. We're closing down our account. We're deactivating our account. It. And then two days later, they said, "Never mind." <laughs> they we're, we're back. In. I think you gotta wonder whether somebody up upstairs, like some some dweeb producer, said we're pulling down our uh, the CBS Twitter account. Some president of some division said, "Wait a second, you're doing what? You, you know, it makes us look small. It makes us look like we're." we can't handle it put that back you know on. they did a poll on trump actually it was elon
1: musk should we bring him back over 15 million people right off the bat jumped in to say oh you know and they they voted on that the overwhelming majority said yeah bring him back now you know when they turned back on the account he had you know
0: tens of millions
1: of followers does do they get brought back
0: too well, they brought Juanita Broderick. Do you remember Juanita Broderick? Yeah, yeah. They brought her back yesterday. They reactivated her account. You have to love Elon Musk. You really do. By the way, they also the people have said people in the know, people who understand computers a lot better than me, have mm. said that uh, the people who were voting against Trump for the, for the large majority of them were bots. Bots, for folks, are automated. Uh, People, they're not people. they're co- computers that are spitting out answers to a question you know it is not a mm-hmm. legitimate response and uh, but the other thing is this and I didn't realize this somebody said that when bots respond, they leave a footprint and the people who receive the bots can tell you that it's where it's from and that it's, that it's artificial and they can close that bot down. And somebody said that this was actually a trap on the part of Twitter to get the fourteen, you know, thirteen million bots to to respond because they now were able to shut those bots off in the system. Do you know what I'm saying? So now are they uh, in the
1: system or are they external?
0: I I mean I you, now you're asking me technical questions that I haven't got an answer well, for. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not that technical savvy. I mean, I I can turn my computer on and I can I can. Uh, I can boot it up. <laughs> you like how I use those technical Well, terms? you know, in today's media, that makes you uh, an
1: expert. <laughs> Thank you very so much. much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, Al-Qaeda is calling for the stoning of people in Qatar, a cutter or, or whatever, however you want to call it, because Qatar. of the pornographic World Cup invasion. They're having the World Cup there, big event, big thing around yeah. the world. Like it's a big soccer, soccer match. No, they don't call it soccer. We call it soccer. The world everyone else in the world calls it football which football. Gets, which messes and then when we play our version of football in their country they call it American football but they don't soccer is ignored by most of the rest of the world anyway back to Trump you know I wanted to play this for you I found this bill this is about four and a half minutes but it's worth listening to do you mm-hmm. remember Michael Moore yeah Michael Moore big liberal wouldn't you say I me mean, he's a i mean he's a good he's super liberal he made yeah. some interesting documentaries uh you know the one that everyone remembers him from i think was like his first big one about general motors and he went in mm-hmm. there and he 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 was uh, he, he was almost like a a 60 minutes reporter when with his approach to doing the whole documentary it made him a lot of money put him on the on the map and he has become a Uh, a pretty successful documentary. I don't always, I know, I hardly ever agree with his politics, but this piece here he did in 2016. Now, right up front, I want to tell all of my friends out there who have little kids in the room, I would ask that you maybe bring them over to the TV set, give them some cookies, turn the volume up a bit, because Michael Moore uses some words in this piece that Aren't uh, on, on for general consumption, okay? Uh, uh, he, he, but I want you, you are warned, and I'm going to give you a couple of seconds. Okay, you, that's a little bit of time. You got Junior in the other room. Michael Moore uh, talking about Donald Trump. Listen to this.
6: I know a lot of people in Michigan that are planning to vote for Trump, and um, they're not. They don't necessarily like him that much. And they don't necessarily agree with him. They're not racist and rednecks. They're actually pretty decent people. And so I wanted to sort of, after talking to a number of them, I wanted to sort of, I wanted to write this. And Donald Trump came to the Detroit Economic Club and stood there in front of the Ford Motor executives and said... If you close these factories as you're planning to do in Detroit and build them in Mexico, I'm going to put a 35% tariff on those cars when you send them back and nobody's going to buy them. It was an amazing thing to see. No politician, Republican or Democrat, had ever said anything like that to these executives. And it was music to the ears of people in Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania in Wisconsin, the Brexit states. You live here in Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Whether Trump means it or not, is kind of irrelevant because he's saying the things to people who are hurting. And it's why every beaten down, nameless, forgotten, working stiff, who used to be part of what was called the middle class, loves Trump. He is the human Molotov cocktail that they've been waiting for. The human hand grenade that they can legally throw into the system that stole their lives from them. And on November 8th, election day, although they lost their jobs, although they've been foreclosed on by the bank, next came the divorce, and now the wife and kids are gone. The car's been repoed. They haven't had a real vacation in years. They're stuck with the shitty Obamacare bronze plan, where you can't even get a fucking at it. They've essentially lost everything they had except one thing. The one thing that doesn't cost them a cent and is guaranteed to them by the American Constitution. The right to vote. They might be penniless. They might be homeless. They might be fucked over and fucked up. It doesn't matter because it's equalized on that day. A millionaire has the same number of votes as the person without a job, one. And there's more of the former middle class than there are in the millionaire class. So on November 8th, the dispossessed will walk into the voting booth, be handed a ballot, close the curtain, and take that lever or felt pen or touch screen and put a big fucking X in the box by the name of the man Who has threatened to upend and overturn the very system that has ruined their lives. Donald J. Trump. They see that the elites who ruined their lives hate Trump. Corporate America hates Trump. Wall Street hates Trump. The career politicians hate Trump. The media hates Trump. After they loved him and created him and now hate them. Thank you, media. The enemy of my enemy is who I'm voting for on November 8th. Yes, on November 8th, you, Joe Blow, Steve Blow, Bob Blow, Billy Blow, Billy Bob Blow, all the blows, get to go and blow up the whole goddamn system because it's your right. Trump's election is going to be the biggest fuck you ever recorded in human history. And it will feel good.
0: That's Michael Moore. And, uh, I mean, I, I warned you about the language, but it's hard not to play that. It's hard to play that without the language because mm-hmm. you would have a lot of beeps in it and it would be dis- distracting for a guy who is a, a liberal And a guy who is probably uh, was a a Hillary supporter, he knew exactly what was going on with Donald Trump. And I would venture to say that it applies today. The same thing that happened to him in 2016, the same people who want him destroyed, the same people who are saying he's nothing to worry about, he has been, uh, he's not going to be a success, he's going to be a distraction, he's going to... Mess up our country. The same people are saying the same thing now. And he's out there. He's out there. And his polls are, again, ahead of everybody. Biden? Anybody who's on the landscape. Uh, What's his name? Ron DeSantis? And DeSantis is a big deal. And uh, he's uh, nowhere near Trump in the polls. So I just thought that was interesting. You know, uh, Tommy Tuberville, former coach, a senator, was asked mm-hmm. about his support, whether he would support Trump, and I, you heard Asa Hutchinson talk about how he wants to run for president and how uh, right. we should just ignore Trump. This is Tommy Tuberville. Listen,
3: Miguel, Senator, uh,
2: your reaction. Are you going to back Trump for 2024?
3: 100%.
0: Uh,
2: you know, you look at what he did, Maria, before he was uh, kicked out of office. He he had this country going in the right direction. He's not a politician. He stood up to the, the mainstream media. They don't like him. Uh, I can understand that. But he stood up for the American people. Look where we're at now. I've been up for two years since President Trump lost. This is devastating. Uh, we just elected this group to run this country again for two more years. We're getting ready. If we're not al- already in a recession, it's getting ready to get really bad. You can't run a country or uh, this entire planet without fossil fuels, but they're hard-headed enough to try to get it done. The American people elected the Democrats to run run the government again for two more years. This will be devastating because the replications of what's going to happen, a lot of money's out there. They flushed five, six trillion dollars over our budget into the economy. People felt good about that. They had money in their pocket. Yeah. Money's not going to be in their pocket here in a couple of years, and it's going to get really rough.
0: I would say that he has it figured out. <laughs> you know, this is the former Auburn football coach, uh, Tommy right. Tuberville, and he's had a lot of success in football. He knows man, he knows strategy, he knows how to win, and I think he knows when he looks at Trump that he knows how to win too. He has a plan. Yeah. So... Tommy Tuberville compared to Asa Hutchinson, (laughs) I go with Tuberville. You know, again, it's what we said yesterday. I believe, you know, you dance with the person that took you to the ball. Oh,
1: I believe that uh, sincerely. And uh, you know what, though? It's a long ways between now and two years from now, so a lot of things can happen. Uh, But I don't think there's going to be a lot of good things
0: happening. And I think Trump has a good shot in two years. I don't think he'd be investing his time and money into pursuing this again, if he didn't think he could win it again. And the other thing is this: I keep, I keep thinking he he's got to know the system hasn't been fixed. He has to know that the same system that stole it from him in 2020, and he and me <laughs> thinks that uh, uh, the system was was rigged was uh, was. Was messed around with by the other side, and it hasn't Mm -hmm. been fixed. As a a matter of fact, if the midterms proved anything, they proved that they haven't been fixed, and they're still being used. So how can he think in 2024 that he can win again? I mean, he ran against a guy who was in his basement. You know, a guy who wouldn't come out to play. (laughs) He was he was downstairs talking to his drapes, and he and he won. Come on, folks. You know, Bill, in any real world, if you saw Donald Trump and how with it he is, and you saw Joe Biden and how unwith it he is, could you possibly think that the people would have voted for the guy who is confused and dazed and
1: (laughs) befuddled? Well, here's the conspiracy thought, and it's not really a conspiracy thought. I'm just throwing it out there. I guess maybe in a virtual world of some You know, geek's mind that is playing a game. You know, yeah, you you take the loser and make him a winner. You know, because and I say that because there are people that think that we really are living in a virtual world and none of us are real. (laughs) Kind of when you look at the election,
0: you'd have to kind of believe that. Well, I mean, you look at look at Pennsylvania. I heard I heard Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jeff Cooner on WRKO Mm -hmm. in Boston today talking about the Pennsylvania elections and people who are outside of Pennsylvania look at us and say, Oh, come on. The people of Pennsylvania couldn't have elected this guy Fetterman. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But, the, but the people on the Apparently. outside, people on the outside look and say, nah, that had to be, that had to be messed with. That can't be real because they're not that dumb in Pennsylvania. I, well, and I, there I don't, are a lot
1: of dumb people in Pennsylvania, but yeah, I, I agree. It was messed with, but, um, Uh, unless we can get in and look under the hood, we don't know what's wrong with this engine.
0: Well, the other thing is this, have you noticed that a lot of people will say it's messed around with and the elections weren't right, but no, no one, no one makes the next move. No one says, okay, then these elections shouldn't, they should be nullified and we're not going to count them and we're going to do it again. Like perfect example in Arizona, we talked about Arizona, um, Mm -hmm. You would think just by looking at it from the surface they would say okay they they lost ballots, they mixed ballots with counted ballots that hadn't been counted they did all these things that were messed up and they admitted to it they admitted to all these different flaws you would think well okay the next step would be for the government of uh, Arizona to say flag on the play it's 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 done we're going to etch a sketch that entire election we're going to use paper ballots and start again don't you think
1: well, yeah, I think so. I I think we should be doing paper ballots and go back to the old system. But, oh no, everybody likes it. You
0: know, it works so well. The mail-in votes. Oh, yes, and, yes. You know these you counting know, machines and stuffing you, the ballots. You heard Kerry Lake. You heard Kerry Lake on the uh, tape this morning. They're still counting votes in Arizona. Let's see. The yeah. election was two weeks ago today, right? Yeah. And they're still counting votes. I mean, how? what are they using to count the votes? Are they doing like one an hour? Here's one. Okay, I'll get back to you in an hour. Two. Okay, I'll get back to you in another hour. Three. I mean, are they counting that slow? Are they passing yeah, the, they are. Are they passing the votes around to everybody in the room to make sure that they're right?
1: It's verified? Yeah. No, they're they're looking for ways to flip a vote. That's what they're doing.
0: Well, if they were honest and sincere about the elections in Arizona, they would say, wait a second, there's something rotten in Denmark here. No, actually, there's something rotten in Maricopa County, and we're going to pull it, and we're going to start again. The new elections will be on December 7th or December 8th, and uh, we'll go from there. And everything else is going to be put into suspension until that time. You know, Katie Hobbs wouldn't do a debate with Kerry Lake, she she pulled at Joe she Biden. Would have lost. Well, she looked at Joe Biden and said, "Well, the guy spent his whole time down in his basement, and he won the presidency. Why should I go go out and embarrass myself on the stage with Kerry Lake? So I'll just just stay right here in my house and pretend that it never happened. Let's see what." You know. Yeah, the rules of
1: campaign engagement has really changed over the years. Oh, they really it have. doesn't make any
0: sense. They really have, and then again, you know, the guy that they voted for the uh, the senator of Pennsylvania. He sounds like this.
6: And at first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic, and and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything.
0: <laughs> it's not like kicking balls in the authority or anything. Say no, what? I still don't know what that means. It, it, it sounds painful. I got to tell you, it really me, does. It yeah, nut check is never a good thing. No, I mean you don't want to get uh, you're you know kicked in the authority. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean you'll be a soprano anyway. Uh, but that's the new senator elect in the state of Pennsylvania. And, and by the way, I saw. God forgive me, I should not have laughed, but somebody posted a picture of uh, Uncle Fester. From the yeah. Adam, you know Festerman, yes. yeah, you know, Uncle Fester. Have you, have yeah. you, have you seen? Have you seen uh, they had a picture of Uncle Fester, you know, the bald-headed uh, g- character. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Jackie Coogan played him on the, the Adams Family. Oh, right, it was, yeah, the Adams Family, and uh, then they put a side by side with with Fetterman in, in a right. in a similar garb, and I thought, well, you actually, it actually, they could be twins. Suits him, yeah. I mean, I mean, he could be walking the halls of the Capitol soon. We thought the guy with the horns was strange on January sixth. We so just, who's mm-hmm. going to play Gomez and Morticia? I don't know Oh, that's French Morticia. We mm-hmm. wee! <laughs> oh, <oui, oui. laughs> oh my gosh! So, uh, what else is going on in the news? Uh, I heard an interesting uh, soundbite from Dr. Peter McCullough. Dr. Peter McCullough mm-hmm. is uh, he's kind of against vaccinations for kids. He says we're right. making we're making a Huge mistake by allowing our children to be vaccinated. They don't need it. And as a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, it could be dangerous. And I thought this uh, short clip by Dr. Peter McCuller was interesting.
4: Well, we do hear a lot of stories of young people suddenly dying. Shouldn't we be looking into this? I mean, we you talk about myocarditis as a side effect. And what gets me, Dr. Peter McCullough, is when you know we started first hearing about myocarditis, it was framed as just mild cases of myocarditis. Myocarditis is not mild.
3: You're correct. Most of the serious reporting on this, including those by Tracy Hogue and others, have reported that you know, 80 to 90% of the children are hospitalized with this. This is a very serious condition. Hospitalization, by definition, is a serious adverse event. Uh, and we know it can uh, cause fatal cases of myocarditis. Patone and colleagues recently in circulation reported on 100 fatal cases. So parents are losing their children due to myocarditis and heart damage. It forms a scar in the heart, and then the children suddenly collapse and many times can't be resuscitated. What's very alarming is at least half of these cases are subclinical, meaning that children don't feel the heart damage, and the first manifest- manifestation is sudden death.
0: Wow. Did you hear that? The, the mm-hmm. first manifestation of myocarditis in these children is sudden death. That's frightening stuff. I heard that and I thought, boy, uh, nobody's talking about that. You would think that, all hell would be would have broken loose with stuff like that coming out about these vaccines, right. but it's being squelched. What is mild carditis? It's, I mean, an, is inf- it it's an inflammation of infection of the heart. Itis is an infection of the heart. Right. You know, and he said that kids can be playing in the street and you know with their friends and everything's fine. They can't feel it until it takes them. This is not good. You know, people have said one of the only drawbacks that Trump has is mm. that he he was proud of the vaccine. Yeah, he, he was proud of it, and I he think got
1: set it, up on that.
0: He did, absolutely, yeah. Bill.
1: Absolutely, they suckered him, and that uh, and the mild carditis. You know, it makes me wonder about it. I was actually while I'm talking doing research on it, but uh, the point is, is that it affects kids, but. If it's an infection, is it
0: contagious? No, I think it's not a virus. It's it's. Uh, so it's brought on it, by it, the vaccine. It's brought on by the vaccine, and yeah. uh, it 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 stays uh, in the, in the body of the person who has it. You know, but uh, I I don't know. I I I hear about stuff like that, and I again getting back to Trump, I think that I think that he believed in. In guys like Fauci, initially, I mean, Fauci was there forty years. F- you know, forty years. He was he was a the highest paid government employee, I think, in our history. He was making like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year salary, making more mm-hmm. than the president and making more than anyone in Congress. And uh, uh, so when he spoke, he spoke from experience. Never mind the fact that if you went back and looked at his different. Uh, theories and his different statements throughout uh, the years, they constantly contradicted each other. When he said the vaccine was going to be effective and it was going to work, I can remember, Bill, when they first came out with the vaccine, they said, right. they said you're going to get two shots, you're all done. No more. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You're going to be fine. Everybody thought, I'll get the two shots and and we'll go from there. And then about uh, four or five months after the vaccine was introduced, they started talking, well, maybe you'll need a, well, you might need a booster. You know, might, you might need one more booster to kind of top it off. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, wait a second, another six months went by. Well, maybe you might need a fourth shot. And then Fauci started talking about an annual shot. You know, there's a lot of money, by the way, in those vaccines. Lot. Absolutely, I mean billions of dollars worth worth of uh, money. I mean, I do understand why Trump was so proud of it because he thought he had come out in, in nine months and, and had a fix for the damn virus. He thought it right. was he thought he'll get rid of it and that'll be that because this, all of his experts said it, it's gonna it's gonna be effective. They kind of let him hang out there to dry, you know. He, even after he left office. He, initially, he was talking about how proud he was of the vaccine. It took him a while to realize that, wait a second, maybe it's not as effective. It doesn't work like they say it works, and it's another thing they tried to shaft me with. When you look at all of the insiders in this administration who are trying to stab him in the back even now, you have to know that it was thought about even back then. Eh, we'll put a vaccine out yeah. eh, so it's not terribly effective. So it doesn't really work like we say it's gonna work. It'll it'll put mud on this guy's face. Never mind the fact that it might have killed some people along the way. Yeah, uh, they 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 patsied him. They and they used him as uh, the
1: scapegoat. They blamed everything on him. And really, what they did was set him up. You know, they they needed him to sit there and pass off their dirty works. They stole the election. They set him up. You yeah, know, it was a pretty brilliant plan they did. But I think people got on to it.
0: Well, they're going to. Uh, I got a, one little quick story. Gettysburg College. I like Gettysburg. I love Gettysburg. I go there very, very mm-hmm. often. Every time I go back there, it's like getting rejuvenated because it's such an, a historic spot. So many amazing things happen there. Sad things happen there, but also historic things mm-hmm. happen there. So I go back there. But Gettysburg College was there before the, the battle happened in 1863. Gettysburg College postponed an event for people who are, quote, tired of white cis men, end quote, amid widespread backlash. White cis men. There was going to be some kind of an event for white cis men, CIS. Do you know what white cis men are?
1: No, I'm trying to sit (laughs) there. I'm looking at your cockeyed
0: right now. No, no, no. I have a feeling that it's one of these words that, has been newly created that I yeah. am not totally familiar with. I kind of think I know what it is, white cis men, uh, but uh, I'm not I'm not going to try to give you an answer. I'm going to check on that over the next day or so. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I, I, can, I can only imagine white cis yes. men. You know, If you break yeah. it down, it could mean
0: a yeah. couple of things, but I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Well, no, so we'll, 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 let you, we'll let you all uh, – if you have, by the way – An answer, if you know what cis, C-I-S means, white cis men, we would appreciate you letting us know. Okay, we have an email address, if you would so uh, kindly uh, pass that email address off to the audience, Bill. Uh, It is what? It's mail
1: at com. Now, if you're uh, listening on the stream, then it's mail at
0: crnamerica.com. I love our stream too. I, mean, I think our stream is just sounding better and better. You know, it's yeah. Sure, it's only our show right now, but you know, it, I kind of like listening to us. Also, uh, our phone number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Now, if you call and you think you're going to get somebody uh, on the other end of the phone, you're going to get a Thank voicemail. You get a voicemail. It'll be nice, but you can leave your message, and uh, we'll get back to you, or if you have a suggestion, we'll consider it. Whatever. 833-538-7868. I think we've done it, my friend. Another show in the can. Have a have a good trip to the doctors, okay? And we'll, uh, with a little bit of luck, do this again tomorrow.
1: Oh, we'll be here tomorrow, bright and early, smile on the face.
0: Yes. And, we'll be uh, here. A glint in your getting ready,
1: eye. because today is Tuesday. Tomorrow would be the day before Thanksgiving, so... You can already smell the food. You've got to, you've got
0: to come back with a, a a good bill of health because you have to be ready to down your bird.
1: <laughs> that doesn't well, sound. I, I got to think about that. Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, you uh, better. There's a line, but I'm leaving <laughs> it alone. Thank I'm you. I'm leaving it alone I, much, I'm a good guy. It's
0: much appreciated. So, talk to you later, my friend. All right, we'll see. The voice of freedom. CRN America.